welcome to the Tabletop Tonight podcast. I'm your host, Ruel Gaviola, a board game enthusiast, evangelist, and content creator. Tabletop Tonight is recorded live on Twitch. Hi, friends. Welcome to Tabletop Tonight. I'm your host, Ruel Gaviola, and today I'm doing Ruel's wrap-up. Uh, this is where I look back on the games that I played in the previous month. So I'm recording this on February 6th uh, here on Twitch with my friends in chat, and you all can join us uh, every first Monday of the month. And um, what is today? Yeah, today's the 6th. It is Monday, uh, February 6th. Uh, these are the games I played last month. I want to kick things off uh, a little differently this time. I want to look back on the games I played on Board Game Arena. Now, I didn't rank these. I just listed them. I went to Board Game Arena. This is an uh, online site. You can play games for free. Um, I am a premium member, so if you pay you know, a small fee per month, then you get access to all the features and certain games. As you can see here, I played a ton of games. I played 76 uh, different games, or 76 times on Board Game Arena with friends uh, from Discord, our Discord community, the FamBam. You could join that community by cl clicking on the links below. But as you can see, I'm a big backgammon fan. This is where I go to. I want to shout out Joe, Old Man Coaster, and other friends who always join me for backgammon. I love it. Um, one of my favorite all-time all -time favorite abstract games. You also see I've played a lot of Castles of Burgundy. Um, Linnaeus is one of my good friends. have taught, taught me almost everything I know about that game. I've played it. You know, I loved it in the past, but I really feel like my game is ramped up uh, thanks to Linnaeus. Um, also, I've played a bunch of Patchwork. My Shelfie is a new one from Phil Walker Harding, praise be. And um, that game... I haven't even played the physical version yet, but just getting to practice with uh, friends in uh, Discord, like Dead Last Again, teaching me the game, um, I cannot wait to play the physical game. So I think that's what's really cool about Board Game Arena. It is, you know, one of those things where um, you can you stay connected to friends and play board games, even if you don't have access to them uh, in the analog form, you can play them uh, digitally as well. So also Azul, Lost as you can see, Shifting Stone. So I played a bunch of different things. Just wanted to highlight the few of the highlights. Oh, at the very bottom, all my all-time favorite games, Blood Rage. I'm a little iffy on the um, implementation here, and I think it's because I've been spoiled uh, by the Steam version. The Steam version is so awesome, and the Board Game Arena version works, but there's a couple of like little quirks that I, I wish they did better. It's, it's just, for me, it's not as easy to see the board or navigate the board as easily as um, uh, the Steam version, but hey, I still love the uh, um, analog version. I still love Blood Rage. I just, I, I'm terrible at it on BGA. Uh, but as you can see here, they have so many different games. I, I tend to play lighter games, as you can see here, because I'm on the computer as enough as it is already. I like, I just enjoy, you know, like going, I have these, all these turn-based, so it's not real time. I make a move and then I go away, do things. I come back and hopefully other people make their moves and I do. And then sometimes I'll get caught up in like, hey, if, you know, we just happen to be on at the same time, we can almost play it real time. Uh, so yeah, shout out to all the friends in uh, Discord and uh, the uh, tabletop uh, tabletop tonight community there it's been awesome and those are the games i played on board game arena this week um or this month uh why don't we move on to the actual though analog games that i played this month so let me get this on screen for y'all watching on youtube we're gonna kick things off oh first we should uh move this out of the way do do do, do. where is that there okay bj you're going look at this game what is this it's our number my number 22 
quirky circuits penny and gizmo snow day uh this is the streamlined a lighter version of quirky circuits uh that came out uh michelle and i played this during uh, tabletop live network to start off the year we started doing things off our shelf of opportunity this was one of them um it's a light programming game you have the little, uh, in this scenario, it's a booklet, you have different scenarios. Uh, this one, uh, pen, or is it Gizmo the Kitty Cat? Gizmo the Gato, as I was calling him. Uh, it has to go around and uh, clean up. Uh, if you can see, it's on like a little vacuum, a Roomba-style machine. And you use programming cards to scoop all, all the dust bunnies. Uh, as you go along, and you have to do it in a certain number of turns, that's your uh, energy and uh, oh hey there's uh mookie there you can see mookie uh uh youtube friends uh i also record this for the podcast so show, shout out to uh podcast friends listening to this but anyways uh there it is michelle and i got through this one i liked it i i love the original one um much better it just it's a little more meteor um you can play up to you know it's just different cards they take out some of the pickup and delivery in this but it's super cute game and as a gateway game into uh the uh, world of uh, programming, I would highly recommend. Hey, and here we are on uh, YouTube. I'm eating my gingerbread cookies um, <laughs> that we made. Uh, thanks to our friends at Board and Dice. But anyways, Quirky Circuits, uh, Penny and Gizmo Sode is our number 22 from Plat Hat Games. Uh, let's move on to our number 21. Uh, this is Turtle Splash. And Turtle Splash from our friends at Lucky Duck. Oh, Michelle and I really enjoyed this one. It is basically crokinole with some set collection and it's geared towards kids uh you're just uh, if you see it here on the youtube video or on uh, if you're watching live you're flicking this little disc it's a turtle into the lake and it's on this little ramp that goes down and as you flick it depending on where it lands you're going to draw or look at that many cards in the, the four by three grid of um animals they're all face down so it's sort of got a memory element to it and which is funny because michelle and i we have bad memories, so it's funny that like we'll turn stuff. It was like, oh, we don't remember where it was on. So the next turns, you know, oh, where was that uh, panda or where was that, you know, lion? So what you're trying to do is just to match them. If if you can match, you know, the lion that's on your, you know, player board, then you move up that spot. That's the first one to move all uh, their uh, animals to the end of the tracks. Super fun, super cute. It's a kids game, but. As a filler for veteran gamers, I say, why not? You know, I it, it's it's such a treat, and uh, you know we'll we'll play it with anyone. And uh, if you're watching uh, on Twitch or YouTube, folks, we have a live Twitch uh, chat going. And Kitty Cat says you played the funnest games. Thank you, Kitty Cat. Uh, we we really enjoy that. Um, it, it's uh, so much fun, and we think it's you know perfect for uh, anyone that's you know with kids, obviously, but even as a light filler. For veteran gamers, why not? Our friend Board Game Mama says, this was another favorite of my children. The theme is cute. Yeah, absolutely. Love it, love it, love it. Um, let's continue. Let's move on to our uh, next uh, game. Number 20 for the month of January is Gasha. Gasha, friends, was from 25th Century Games. And this is another light set collection game. But it's got a little bit of... Uh, push your luck and what you're doing is these are based on Japanese uh, vending machines with the little toys and uh, you're trying to collect them and as you look at the cards there's a couple of different stacks of cards on the backs of those cards will tell you what symbol may be on the other side so you're sort of like okay I think this is going to be on this side you select it and then you add it to your tableau and uh, as you can see here Michelle and I 
you know, we're collecting them. And as you collect, if you have enough, you're going to be able to get that prize, which is as Michelle's doing there in the video, uh, you get that prize and it's going to be worth a certain number of points. You go until, you know, I think it's um, until one of the stack of reward cards are gone. Some of these, it's cool. Some of them, if you collect them, they're going to give you special ability, which you draw. Um, and then it could be either points or it could be abilities or, you know, one-time exchanges such a cute theme again another very family friendly game and um a game that we enjoyed gasha all right moving on to our number 19 for the month of january is star trek super skill pinball i played this um, in uh for our discord challenge from our friends legends and james they do a somewhat bi-weekly uh solo challenge where uh everyone plays a solo game then we post share our scores I love Super Skill Pinball, and as you can tell, I really enjoy Star Trek. Oh, you can't see my face in this one. Oh, maybe I can I move it? I got I got to show the face of this one uh, because I had my Spock ears. There they are, Spock ears. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a wonderful implementation of Super uh, Skill Pinball, a roll and write game that I was so surprised. To me how it captures the feeling of pinball i mean you are you know you're rolling dice and you're you know the ball is moving down because of gravity and slowly but surely you are going to you know hit bumpers hit skill shots uh hit different point values and you know eventually it's going to hit the flipper so you have to flip it back up um using the numbers on the dice and eventually the, the ball is going to drain your your game is over but hopefully you'll score a ton of points by then I really enjoy the trouble with tribbles. It had this really neat uh, twist where you're trying to score a bunch of tribbles because that's just like in the Star Trek episode. But there are certain thresholds. If you go over a little too much, you're going to actually start losing points. So you're trying to get the timing just right. Such a fun, fun game. I, I really uh, enjoyed this. Uh, our friend uh, Linnaeus, one of our moderators in chat, says, play this one while at a restaurant. Oh, the owner came by, was super curious, and wanted to roll the dice for me. Oh, nice. I love that. Yeah, folks, do you all uh, play games in public or at restaurants? Uh, Michelle and I do sometimes. Uh, our friend Linnaeus does. Uh, that's such a cool thing. I, I love seeing that. Okay, that was my number 19. I'm going to hydrate. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to stay hydrated, friends. It's very important. And um, I'm going to move on to my number 18 game played in the month of January. It is, or the, it was, uh, another... Um, so, I, I mean, I, I'm very fortunate to play some really fun games. Uh, number 18, Azul Master Chocolatier. Uh, this is me and my buddy, Daryl B. Gaming. We played this for the Tabletop Live Network. We actually played this on TLN's channel. Uh, if you don't know TLN, folks, I'll put a link in the show notes below. But TLN is a monthly um, um, collaboration between me, the Brothers Murph, and a bunch of people around the world where we stream uh, board games over an entire weekend at the end of the month. And uh, Daryl and I decided to do this funny little thing where we played with a chess clock. It's a new show here that I'm doing on the channel where we call it On the Clock. We play games in super, like super fast basically it's a chess clock we each gave ourselves seven minutes so 14 minutes total to play azul master chocolatier there's no i mean there's thinking but you have to uh you know think on your toes you got to be on your toes got to think quickly and master chocolatier is just like azul but there's a couple of tiles in the middle you flip those over they give you special abilities like one here uh, that we're playing when you take off the tile 
you don't actually push the other tiles into the middle. You just keep those there. Another one is the first player to take it, it actually counts uh, towards your, you know, where you drop tiles. So you put a tile there, instead of minus one, it's a zero, so you don't lose anything. Really clever twist of the game. Daryl's a big uh, sweets fan, so of course, so he, Chocolatier, he was all over that. Uh, he crushed me in this game. It was so much fun. Um, I love uh, this show that we're doing on the clock. We're, we've done a bunch of games. We actually played for the TLN show, we played four games in 90 minutes, which is insane to me. And then here on the channel, again, check the show notes below, um, Daryl and I played Stone Age in under 30 minutes. We gave each other 50 minutes. That's normally like an hour and a half game. Uh, so much fun. It is, now it's not for everyone. It's stressful, but it, it's a fun type of stress, you know, like, and our thing is if you run out of time on your move, you're get, you just lose automatically. So out of the th four games we played, only one of us lost a game where we ran out of time. I'm not gonna talk about that. Well, I, maybe I'll talk about it in just a, a minute here, but that's my number 18, Azul Master Chocolatier. Moving right along to number 17, Agropolis. I played this on my channel, a solo game. Um, I don't know, this was not part of the solo challenge. This is part of my alphabet board game challenge. I'm trying to play a game one, uh, you know, with each letter of the alphabet, starting with A. This is the start of it, Agropolis. Wonderful game. It's uh, basically the retheme of Sprawlopolis. It does have a little, a couple of little different score, uh, scoring things, I believe. Um, if you've never played a, a button shy game, please do, folks. Go check them out. 18 cards, wonderful, wonderful, smart game. This one, you're just laying down cards, trying to connect different uh, areas. But what's really clever, just like Sparlopolis, each card on the back of them has a different win, uh, scoring condition. So you're gonna normally, you have your standard scoring, which is different areas connected to each other. But then at the start of the game, you randomly choose three uh, cards, and those are gonna give you sp uh, specific scoring conditions for your game. I think I had to get, like, in this game, it looks like I had to get different shapes um, as far as uh, certain uh, sections or, you know, whatever. So, so good. I love Sprawlopolis. I love Agropolis. And that was my first one for the Alphabet Board Game Challenge. Um, I think it's just, uh, it's a winner. And um, I highly recommend it. Buttonshy Games, they do fantastic work, folks. So check out number 17, Agropolis. Next up, number 16, Karuba. Uh, this was for my birthday board game stream. I did this extended the stream nine and a half hours it turned out to be it was so much fun uh gave out a bunch of games and my good friend mike murphy joined me for this one and actually him and his baby logan uh she i think she's in the crib or the uh, stroller next to him right there but we played with chat karuba is a classic uh bingo style game you just call tiles out and you put that number anywhere on your board trying to connect your adventurers to the temple I still love this game and I think it's so it's like a perfect game to play online especially on the stream or with friends in chat or whoever because only one person needs a copy of the game honestly Mike he just used a piece of graph paper and he was just uh, drawing like his um, you know the uh, his path so so good um, it's a Rudiger Dorn design a wonderful game it's it's such a classic i highly recommend uh karuba it's a family favorite you can play as many fairs as you got copies but again you can uh, just use graph paper to draw your um draw your paths so that is number 16 karuba next up number 15 and i gotta say it the way people say it boop <laughs> this one also my birthday stream i played with chat i was uh the orange cats and i you know just i add p people in chat were just telling me where to place them 
This is a um, abstract game at its heart with a super, super cute theme. Kitty cats jumping on a bed. And as you do, once you land on any square you place on the grid, and it's actually it's actual quilt that you use. It's so cute. If there are any adjacent cats, you boop, they fly out one space uh, uh, outwards. If they, they can fall off the bed too. And the object is to, you start with kitties, turn those kitties into cats and eventually get three cats in a row so it's got that tic-tac-toe element but nothing like tic-tac-toe uh with just the way that it works it's so brilliant um <clears throat> I, I just I, I adore this game and it's i'm hyped about this game because it's the type of game that gets more players than the hobby. You see this at a Barnes and Noble, or at a, uh, it's not at Target yet, but I know it's a Barnes and Noble. But a casual player, um, you know, gag gamer comes by, or just someone maybe not into games, they see this, they're gonna be immediately attracted to, I mean, come on, it's super cute cats, why not? And then when you, you know, I, I'm, you see the rule book there, that's literally just two pages of rules. Easy to get into, but tons of strategy. I, Michelle and I loved it. This was the game that I actually played with chat and chat y'all beat me. So I want to rematch. And that is our number 15 boop. All right, next up is number 14, King Domino. Another game that uh, Daryl in, my good buddy and I played on uh, Tabletop Live Network. As you can see there, we gave each other two minutes uh, to play games. So we played it in under four minutes. Now we did pause um, anytime we had to refill the tiles because we felt that wasn't fair for one player to lose time if we're just refilling tiles. But it was we still kept up the pace and it was the fastest game it's King Domino I've ever played. Um, I love this game, Bruno Cathoda Classic. Uh, another one that's really great for new gamers, uh, dominoes, and uh, you're just trying to connect the different uh, land uh, terrain, and you score points if you have a crown on that land terrain, and it's a multiplier. So a bunch of crowns, you're going to multiply by two, three, four, and up. Um, with Daryl and I, we're thinking maybe we could try this in three minutes, give each other 90 seconds rather than two minutes. Who knows? We'll give it a shot, but that's our sort of on-the-clock segment for Kingdom Domino as well. One of the four we played in 90 minutes for the uh, TLN uh, event last month. I'm going to hydrate again. And let's continue to our lucky number 13 game of the month, Patchwork. Uh, who did I do? Did I, I play? Okay, this, this one... Now I'm showing an older playthrough. Uh, I was talking about the TLN channel earlier. Um, we started streaming TLN and I was the first one to stream on the TLN channel. And of course on Twitch, I totally forgot to turn on the uh, switch that saves uh, the playthrough. So I played it solo using the Automa deck. There was a solo Automa deck you can order from the Lookout Spiel, the publisher. And I actually, as I say that, I just realized when I talk about it live, it's sold out. So maybe they'll come back in a printing, but um, if you do find it, I, I, it may be on BGG. It's a wonderful way to play solo. It's just a deck of cards and uh, it's a challenge uh, too, quite a challenge. Uh, here, Michelle and I played a two player game. It's one of our favorites, a uh, classic Uwe Rosenberg game of tile lane and um, uh, resource management. Uh, those buttons, you know, that currency, you've got to uh, use them to buy more pieces to your quilt. Awesome theme, love it. Um, we played it dozens and dozens of times. And um, I definitely got better at this game after playing with Michelle for so many years because she, just for whatever reason, she always had like a ton of income and always crushed me um, because at the end of the game, that income helps you uh, get points. Uh, it helps you buy pieces, but it also gives you points at the end of the game. And, you know, classic Uve you are going to be penalized for uh, empty spots in your quilt. So it's, you're, it's a lot of times you can get negative scores. But if you're smart, 
um, you know, like I do, I just follow Michelle. It's like, okay, I'm going to get a bunch of buttons for uh, this game uh, during the game and hopefully offset those uh, negative points. All right. Number 13, Patchwork. Love that game. Let's move on to number 12, Mantis. This was my surprise game of the month. Um, I learned this at PAX U and ended up getting a copy that just this one random day early in the year. Jan it might have been January 1st, who knows? But Exploding Kitten said, we're going to give away Mantis for free. You just paid for shipping. So a $20 game, I paid 7 bucks for shipping, got it, played it a ton. Michelle and I, it's just an instant hit. This is the best, I think, for my money, the best game on the uh, on the market as far as the mass market is concerned uh, to get players into uh, games. Um, we talked about Gasha earlier. This is a very similar mechanism where you can see the, what's on that card on the backs of the cards. So there's three different types. And what you're doing is trying to, you either try to match it on one of yours, that means you're going to score it, or you're going to try to match it on one of your opponents and you're going to steal it. So if you steal it, it goes in your tank, and then if you get something matched on your tank, then you score that. It's a race to 10 points, or in a two-player game, a race to 15 points. It's basically Gasha, but uh, even more streamlined. Uh, with Gasha, you have some set collection, and uh, you do have some uh, extra abilities, and you're going to score points at the end of the game. This is just a race to 15 or 10 points in multiplayer game, and I highly recommend this. I was so surprised. It's light. It's it plays super quickly. I mean, we played a couple of games. Each game's like five minutes for two players. Um, but I think it's just fantastic. I was so surprised, and I'm a big fan of the oatmeal, or at least I was. I haven't. I don't really uh, read the oatmeal these days. But Matthew Inman, he's created this, you know, really bizarre—not bizarre, but just sort of offbeat, quirky world. And in this, this is his, talking about his love for the mantis shrimp. Um, they actually include the original comic uh, in the in the game too. So, really fun game. Highly recommend. Uh, this is my number twelve, Mantis. All right. So let's move on to number eleven. Hey, another surprise game. I love this game so much. Michelle and I blown away by Quarto. Now we're at number eleven, Quarto. Another uh, type of I don't know. Just. One of those things that takes a classic mechanism like tic-tac-toe, three in a row. This makes it four in a row, right? Big whoop. But here's the thing. You have these really nice chunky wooden pieces. Um, there are two shades, uh, dark and light. There are two shapes, circle and square. Some are hollow, some are solid, some are tall, and some are short. Why this matters is because you need to get four of the same type in a row. So you can get four circles in a row, four squares in a row, four dark, four light, four hollow, four solid, or four, you know, I, it's, it's brilliant because of this one twist. You pick the piece your opponent uh, places on the board. So on their turn, you select one and they have to place it. I love that twist. And it's so interesting, you know, to me that, okay, I, now you're thinking, wait, I want Michelle to do this, but wait, I've got to give her this piece because I don't want her to win because she's going to win if I give her the circle piece at this point. It's brilliant, friends. It was so surprising. And something about Gigamech, the company that makes this, they they do a bunch of games that start with Q. Quarto, Corridor, I think is another one. But I played like, I think, three or four of them. I, I can't remember the names except for Quarto. But I've liked them all. And they all really, you think they're simple because, oh, it's just a couple of wooden pieces, a board, and it's trying to get them in a row or in a column or whatever. But every single one I've played has been so engaging and so smart and just so neatly conceived 
that I, I feel like I can recommend almost anything from their line, but in this case, it's number 11, Quarto. All right, moving right along. We're going to the top 10 now, folks, of the games I played last month. In January, number 10, Stone Age. One of my all-time favorite worker placement games. This still gets to the table every so now and then, but here's the thing. Daryl and I, I mentioned this earlier, we were playing games on the clock with a chess clock. We gave each other 15 minutes to play Stone Age. 30 minutes total, we we did it. We knocked it out of the park. Again, during the uh, cleanup phase, we would pause the timer uh, to you know re refill the, the board and stuff and clean up, but oh, Stone Age is so good. Uh, you get to roll dice for resources. So there's a little bit of that luck element, but you know, there's ways to mitigate it. There, um, you're trying to feed your people as well. It's very Uwe Rosenberg after each, each round. You better have the uh, food for your people if you don't you're going to lose points and losing a points in this is huge. Uh, I love the end game goals. I actually, uh, Daryl and I played it and he mentioned like I, he, uh, he plays for the set collections uh, aspect of the game. I play for the end game goals. So like during the game, he was crushing me, but I made this huge comeback, you know, at the end game goals. I think it was, I ended up beating him by like four points. Very close game. Uh, classic worker placement, highly recommend. Um, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it's just so, it's just, it's a, a game that, after all these years, uh, it still gets to the table often. And for me, now this, we just played the base game. For me, I really love the um, uh, expansion. It has like this overlay that you put and it includes another uh, resource and another track that you have to uh, work with. I think it's so much fun. Let's continue now with number nine, folks. So, so number 10, Stone Age. Let's move right along. We're deep in the top 10 now. Canvas, hey, another game that Daryl and I played on our on the clock segment, this time for TLN. I played this last year um, with, uh, or was it two years ago, with the Funkhousers, Derek and Lizzie over there on Board Game Spotlight. I got to visit there in their home, and they uh, taught me this game for the first time. It was insta-love. And I need this reminded me, I need to get a copy of this game, because I know Michelle's going to love it, because she loves art-themed games, and we are artists, and they take the Mystic Veil card crafting style mechanism, where you're taking these sleeves, placing them over, but in this case, it's beautiful you are literally creating a painting with these different sleeves and as you do depending on what set you're collecting or what goals are there you're going to score different points Darren and i played this i think in 10 minutes or so or no no 14 or 15 minutes um a canvas we could have easily done it a lot quicker uh but i want to I, this is the game i want to take off the clock and just enjoy it with michelle and take my time and slide you know uh slide the uh the little uh uh sleeves and make my masterpiece and enjoy it excellent game number nine canvas time to take another hydration break folks do it with me if you have one uh, at home let me know in chat or in the comments below what you're drinking uh these days i'm sticking with water uh number eight is delicious you know, we're just talking about staying hydrated. Don't forget to eat well as well, friends. Uh, this one is was a sponsored stream for TLN uh, from our friends at Pencil First. Delicious is their roll and write game. And I've talked about this with Rado. Um, Rado is a big fan of Steve Finn, the designer. I am too. He called, Rado calls Steve Finn the king of the filler. I tend to uh, agree with that. Uh, this is their roll and write version of the beautiful, you know, game of 
growing plants it's such a lovely theme right i love themes nature or food especially this one food uh growing plants or uh, veggies and fruits uh what you're doing is you're just it's a flip and fill you're gonna flip over a card and it's got that sort of uh, dual draft thing that we've talked about before where you flip it over you're gonna have a veggie card and you're gonna have a fruit token or a uh, tool you can use that to fill in your different um, uh, containers and you also have um, so you have to fill them up bottom to top and if you fill it up uh, sort of like it reminds me of herbaceous where one container can have must have all the same veggies one container has to have different veggies another has to have pairs of veggies but then they add this really cool spatial like puzzle on the the fruit uh, planter um, where you're trying to get the fruits lined up if you get them like three in a row you'll get points if they're the same uh you get three or more in a row that are different you'll get other point values and then at the end you have you know you'll have um you know a, a race basically to uh, I think it's the honey car, the honey jar, where if you're the first to uh, complete the top section or bottom section, you get that for more points. And, um, oh, gosh, it's so good. Michelle and I played this twice on stream, then a few times before and after. And oh, such a lovely, lovely roller, right? That's why it's our number eight, my number eight for the month. Delicious. Okay, going to number seven. Lucky number seven. We had lucky number 13. We'll have lucky number seven. Color field, um, another surprise to me. I wasn't sure what to expect in this game, but um, I did this, uh, Michelle and I did this for Rado's channel. We played through it and ended up really, really enjoying this. It's a light tile laying game. And again, the theme really appeals to Michelle because anything with art or painting, she really loves that theme. And you're just taking these like swatches of color. They have four different colors and you place it on your canvas to make this sort of like abstracty style uh, piece of art. And what you're trying to do is connect all the different colors, but you'll never do it, okay? There's four colors. You can try to connect it as best you can, but some of them won't be as, uh, the area won't be as big because you're trying to score, uh, you know, get bigger areas connected. You'll score more points. Some of the tiles have point values on them. You want to put those together to get those points and it plays in three rounds it's a really snappy game but here's the thing it's thinkier than you expect and then the little special abilities at the end of each round i, I were they tool cards i forget what they're called exactly but those change the game and you you're gonna just draw them at random um you now you can play without these for the base game which is great for you know casual gamers but i really think the game shines with those variants because it'll change the scoring it'll give you abilities it um it just makes the game a little more in depth which i really enjoy whoops um let me show the video a little more um Michelle and I really, really enjoy this. And as you can see, the three different rounds, you can draw different uh, tiles and you know they they progress by the third round you're gonna have you're gonna be able to do these hopefully bigger areas uh with more point values on them but you know each round you have to start over you're starting with a base uh basically a base coat and foundational colors and then you're gonna replace colors as you draft them swap them in and out and as you can see here in the uh youtube video you know i've been able to you know connect a bunch of uh points there uh colors and that's going to give me a lot of points now at the start you're like oh, how am i going to to do this but as the game progresses you start to figure it out and um i really liked it that's why it's my number seven color field all right almost to the top five folks but we're got to do number six first uh number six on the list of games i played last month this is a game that i've 
I've streamed plenty of times. I've talked about it plenty of times. Y'all, you know I'm a baseball fan. I love baseball, and I love baseball highlights 2045. Uh, this is from my most recent solo play on the stream. Um, <clears throat> it's a deck building game. One of the best ones out there. It's almost more of a hand management game uh, because as you build your deck, you draft players it's so thematic you're drafting players and then you send one to the miners which in dominion uh speaking be trashing a card uh here you send the miners but i really love the back and forth of this game it really does remind me of a baseball game a duel right and that's why i think it's best as a solo or two-player game you play a card you're going to either you know you're going to threaten a hit or you know whatever a single double triple home run then your opponent can play a card and offset that like with an automatic out or change a hit to a walk and you go back and forth for six cards that's it six cards and at the end of the six cards, you're gonna have a baseball game played and the scores are really lined up well. Like it's never like, you know, 40 to 20 or anything like that. But because you play and you can totally, you know, as your opponents are playing, you can match them, like really get into this, hey, I'm gonna get them out right now and save a better card for later, or I'm gonna use a really strong card now and hopefully later they, you know, they're weaker. And the scores, you know, typically are like baseball scores. I've played games that are one nothing. I play games that are, you know, five to four six to two you know very on on par with uh you know normal baseball game and after each mini game so the game it's like the mini game they play like a baseball game is like maybe 15 minutes or you know 10 minutes and you're playing best out of seven it's a world series and the game itself the world series takes 30 to 45 minutes uh between each game you're going to draft new players that's you know just uh to build your deck I love everything about this game. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I cannot play. I will never get rid of this game. This is a, a true, the best baseball game out there. And one of my favorite games of all time with deck building it. That's my number six, Baseball Highlights 2045. All right, let's continue. I'm going to take another sip of water. And as you're watching this on YouTube, folks, I stream this live on Twitch. I want to say hi to... All the Twitch friends coming in, um, really appreciate y'all. And uh, folks on YouTube, if you want to watch, I do this several times a week on Twitch. I play games, I talk about games. Uh, feel free to join me, click the link below. Uh, we're going to move to our number five game played last month. I'm ranking them all. I played 22 board games, uh, analog games. I played a bunch on BGA. This one was one of the board games I was just talking about, uh, Splendor Duel. Uh, this... You know, I was talking about how Daryl and I have been playing on the clock. We give each other very limited amount of time on a chess clock to play a game. We gave each other five minutes, a total of 10 minutes of playing Splinter Duel. If one of us ran out of time, we automatically lost. I'm the one, folks. Spoiler alert, I lost this game because I ran out of time. We were, uh, we, you know, we had just started getting our engines built in this. You know, it's just like Splinter uh, engine building, uh, trying to collect gems, improve them, get, you know, uh, jewelry and uh, gems that are worth points. Just started getting the engine built, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm ran I totally ran out of time. So that was a fun aspect. If you haven't played Splinter Duel, one of my favorite games of 2022. Uh, this takes Splendor, uh, Bruno Cathala takes Marc-Andre's Mar um, design, and it, I believe improved on it and made it a game that for gamers, this is the one you're gonna wanna play. Um, now, having said that, I will not get rid of Splendor. I still love that for its gateway potential, very easy to um, teach that aspect of engine building to new players. But Splendor Duel, uh, if you play games for a little while, 
this is the one that's going to give you a uh, little tougher decisions and i love the fact that it gives you three different win conditions it's no longer a race to 15 points it's a race to 20 points but along with that race to 20 points you can also get um, if you get 10 points in one color, like all 10 points in red, you automatically win. Then the third win condition is the crowns. Uh, the crowns are new additions to the game. They also have, uh, so basically some cards have crowns on them. If you get 10 in your tableau, you automatically win uh, immediately. And those uh, crowns are on certain cards, along with special abilities are in certain cards. Those allow you to get another turn. They allow you a little bit of take that where they, you can take a, a gem from your opponent. Um, what I really enjoy the, and love about this game is how they did the resources in this. So in the original, you could just grab resources, right? Oh, I want a white, red, and blue gem. In this case, um, you have a board. As you can see there, Darrell and I, we're taking gems from the board. You can take up to three in a row. They cannot be a yellow one. The yellow still use a reserve, so you can take one of those yellows, reserve a card, you're good. But in this case, Though you're going to take the gems, and if there are no more gems or you don't like what's on there, you're going to have to take an action to refill it, and that gives your opponent a privilege token. The privilege token gives them, you know, ways to grab to uh, tokens for free. So it's a really nice mix. I absolutely love it. One of my favorite games of 2022, Splendor Duel. Now, I'll probably not play the speed uh, speed round-wise again, or speed run, because I've lost. So we shall see if we do that again. Let's move on to num number four for the month. Keystone North America, yet a now, another tile laying game. This is an absolutely gorgeous game. Another game that I was so surprised by how crunchy it was. So you're just, you know, uh, I thought Cascadia at first. I was like, oh, it's a little like Cascadia. It is not. Nothing like it. It is so crunchy and thinky. Uh, you can see there as I do the close up there. Um, oh, I've got the rule book up. Let me move forward a little bit in the video. I, you're just selecting habitats with animals on them and place them in a four by four grid. But here's the thing, you have to really pay attention to the numbers that are on them because you want them ascending or descending. And not just rows, but columns. So can you score across and up or down? That's the that's the you know million dollar question, twenty thousand dollar question. Um, so crunchy. Then they've got these uh, actions that you can use too to uh, swap cards around, move resources. You have your secret uh, um, uh, missions that you can complete. I'm playing the solo game here. The solo game is great because it's got a, a campaign of twenty different games that add mechanisms and uh, changes the scoring as you go along. I love this game from Rose Gauntlet. I think it's a winner. That's why it's my number four, Keystone North America. All right, moving on to number three. <clears throat> Top three, folks. What do you think they are? It, the first one is the Castles of Burgundy. So I played this a bunch on uh, BGA, and you know my skills. Have, I, I like to credit Linnaeus Cabal for improving my skills in Castle Burgundy. I still love the classic OG version, which I have right here. And I played it solo using a BGG variant that's on there. Very simple variant. Basically, you just roll a die, and that die you're going to remove tiles from the board. So it's like another player has taken tiles from you, uh, from your choices. But other than that, it's so, so much fun. I love playing Castle Burgundy, and this gives me, hey, I can play the solo version on the table, you know, and even though I play it more in BGG or BGA these days. I still like the feeling of, you know, the tactile sensation of having tiles in my hand and placing tiles. Now, I will give this to BGA. It's a lot easier to handle scoring because, you know, I forget things here like, oh, I know I forgot 
a time when I could have got like um, it gives you like a plus one or minus one on taking a tile. I know I might I probably missed something like that, but I love solo gaming. I'm a, always gonna be a solo gamer, and Castle Burgundy is a classic for a reason. Highly, highly, highly well regarded just by everyone that I uh, know. Um, it's a point salad game, it's a seven fell game, and you can solo it as well thanks to that BGG variant. So that's why it's my number three. Gonna move on to number two. We got two more folks. This is it, Project LFNS, yet another tile laying game. But this one I feel like is the cream, probably the cream of the crop that I played uh, this month. Michelle and I played um, with the Finesse expansion. Now, the game is no longer available. Unfortunately, Board Cupator went out of business. Um, when they announced that they're having a fire sale or not going away sale, going on business sale. So of course I had to pick up the expansions, which I never played with. I could not believe how much better the game got. Now the base game is fine. It is a mix of puzzle building with your Tetris style pieces and uh, engine building where, you know, as you build certain pieces, you're going to get points at the end and or uh, parts, uh, different poly uh, parts that will help you um, build more puzzles. So it's a really nice uh, mix of mechanisms but you add finesse it adds in a more like it adds in-game goals that you want to shoot for it adds a currency oh my goodness gracious i'll still play the base game but i feel like anytime i pull this game out i want to play with finesse it is that that good and you know i did a towel lane uh my top 10 towel lane games uh last year I totally had a brain fart, part of my language, right? <laughs> I totally forgot to put Project L on there, but now with Project L Finesse, it's gonna rock it, maybe to the top, who knows, uh, of my list for this year. Project L Finesse, uh, fantastic game. So it's a bummer. Yes, Board Cubator went out of business, uh, but I have friends in our Discord community, which you can click on the link below to join. They have found copies you know, sec uh, secondary market. Uh, they found it uh, different places. You can still find it, but um, I feel like this is a game that someone needs to pick up and republish. It's that it's so good and so underrated. Yes, yeah, so hopefully someone will pick up the rights. Okay, my number one game for the month, though. I don't think it's a tile layer. No, it's not. It is not a tile laying game. I could not get enough of this game. It's my number one game played in January. Heat, Pedal of Metal. I played a solo game for the Rattle Run Through channel. I think this is easily one of my favorite racing games of all time. Top three, I'm just gonna call it, put it out there. Is it my number one? I, I'm still gotta, I gotta think about that, but it's from the designer Flamme Rouge. I love Flamme Rouge. That's always been a, one of my favorite racing games. This is Flamme Rouge more for gamers. Um, it's a hand management game, but they add a bunch of different things such as the heat cards, which is so crucial in this game. It basically clogs up your hand. You have a heat card, you need to, you need to put, you know, it's, it's in the name of the game, heat pedal to metal. You want to put your pedal to metal, go faster and win the race. But as you do, your engine is going to heat up. And basically the card, the heat card goes in your hand. You cannot get rid of that card. So you have a hand of seven cards. If you got three heat, now you only have four to choose from. That hurts. So you're going to have to shift down the gear. Your, the gear that you're in, that's how many cards you play. So if you're in the first gear, you only play one card. You're in fourth gear, you play four cards, right? So you can go super fast. But as you go down those lower gears you're going to be able to cool off because your lower gear that gets that lets you discard those heat cards so so good there's a little um there's a little push your luck as well there's a, a way to you know uh, boost your uh speed where you're basically going to say okay i'm going to boost you're going to flip over cards until you heat one uh hit one with a speed uh to um, symbol on it 
And if you get that, you're gonna add that to your total. Now, here's the thing. If you go over the speed limit on the corner, you're gonna spin out and it's gonna hurt. Um, and you're gonna, you know, lose uh, some, tr uh, you know, lose uh, track, uh, you're gonna lose spaces to your opponent, but you're also gonna, you know, hurt yourself as far as, you know, um, uh, cards in your hand and, Oh gosh, I'm looking at the video right now. I I'm just remember how good it was. Uh, there's uh, weather tokens that you can play with. It's an optional uh, modular expansion built in the game. Uh, weather uh, allows you to go, you know, either slower or faster, or gives you it'll uh, improve. Uh, it'll increase the speed limit or decrease it. Uh, different factors for different parts of the track. Oh my gosh. What I loved the most about the solo game was how easy it was to manage. It's an Automa deck. So you just flip it over and depending on how many cards you have, I mean, I was playing a solo game with two other uh, AIs. You can play them all, there's six in the game. So I could have played a six player game with me versus five AIs. All you do is flip over the card and move those cards, uh, the, car, the car to that part of the track. Oh, it's brilliant. I cannot get enough of this game. That's why it's my number one for the month, heat pedal to the metal. There you go, friends. Let me know what you played uh, last month, what were your favorites, or what you're looking forward to playing this month. Uh, thank you for joining me. I do this once a month, and I live stream this on Twitch all the time. I, I Actually, all the time, I, what I do is play a bunch of games on Twitch. I'd love for you to hang out with me there. Again, click the show notes below. Click the like or subscribe button. Until next time, I'll see you later. Bye. listening to the Tabletop Tonight podcast. Connect with me on social media at Ruel Gaviola, that's R-U-E-L-G-A-V-I-O-L-A, and support the podcast at patreon.com slash Ruel Gaviola. Happy gaming!